Oh, hey, I didn't see you there, because this is a podcast and not a visual medium. I'm young Jacob, the editor, back once again to tell you that our dear boy Quran had mic issues during the recording of this episode. But as always, sit back and relax and enjoy this cracking episode of the official NBA Beancast. What's up, everyone? That's right. Cringe Wednesdays. Bringing it back. So you guys remember I was telling you about the uh, the thing with my mate where he ordered something to my house accidentally? Yes. Yeah, you told uh, us. Uh, yeah. A half repeat of that happened where... Um, oh so oh, I, no. my mate, he, he's suddenly gotten an obsession over, um, Frozen 2. Oh no. Yuck. Um, okay. he, he, he's in love with Elsa. So he was eh? like, as a jerk, he was like, Hey, Elsa body pillow. You want to get it for my birthday? Bro. Um, and me being the absolute madman, I went and did it. Just watch me. I went and did it. <laughs> um, okay. I, I bought him a, uh, body pillow but the thing is i ordered it to my house because i wanted oh, no. to actually give it to him and mm-hmm. at the same around the same time my mom asked me to buy something for her to our house so when we received a package in the mail i'd completely forgotten about it it came like a month and a half late um we received something and i was like oh mom your thing's here and she went to open it it was like it's some frozen thing man yeah you've got a few interesting interests prad yeah <laughs> very interesting What is up, everyone? It is your boys from Melbourne, and we are back for yet another special quarantine edition of the official NBA Beancast. Um, I feel like I'm going a little bit crazy, boys. What about you? Um, how are you doing, Bill? Because uh, I, I, I talked before we got started. Uh, um, I mean, I at least get to go to work, and work is still not the same, but close enough to the same thing for me. So it's probably a bit more different for you guys, but still going insane because there's no sport on, which <laughs> is just terrible. Is terrible. Um, hey, but if Donald has his way, we'll have it soon. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Donald, the man. The man really cares about us. Yeah, he, he does. Doesn't care, he doesn't care about his community. country or his citizens, <laughs> but he cares about He does us. want a sport, though. That's right. Shout That's out, it. Donald. I I, I feel really good. Like my work is literally just sitting down all day. So I actually got back to writing. I told you guys about this. Yeah, and Um, you didn't give us any uh, details. Details? Nah, nah. Yeah. No, that's because the details of Weapon Four in the book comes out. Yeah, that's fair. All right, play on. Gotta make sales, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Wouldn't be fair if he gave out the details to the world before the book came out. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we've got a very special episode today. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah. Like, just before we get started, guys, we are on all social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, doesn't matter anymore. Um, so hit us up at, at, at NBA Beancast. Um, we're on YouTube. We're almost at visuals. Uh, we had a testing episode last week, so we'll hopefully be getting there soon. Um, Ran into some small recording issues, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately some things happened but uh it, it was still a fine episode so check that out when it comes out um and on the note of checking out our old episodes guys we have graded the celtics the warriors the bulls the clippers the rockets the knicks the nets the hornets the warriors the wizards the magics the, the magics <laughs> the suns the, the Thunder, magics the sixes the nuggets the jazz the grizzlies the lakers the cavaliers heat and blazers so damn you only said warriors twice this time bro i'm killing it bro <laughs> <laughs> Um, Maybe next episode you'll only say it once. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. I, I love my guys too much. You know, I love them more than my own family. So, and uh, 
Brady, don't worry, I, I got you. Um, yeah, if you guys want to listen to the, our ratings on any of those teams, make sure you hit that up. You guys will have a fantastic rant by uh, Ajinkya, our guest, in uh, two episodes ago on the Lakers. So don't miss it, guys. Don't miss it. Yeah, the Bean is a massive Kyle Kuzma fan. One of the. <laughs> no, if they really want some some laugh, go back to I think it was the fifth episode. We had a very special guest who we can hopefully get back for some future editions. Yes, yes, yes. We really yes. want our Rahul Ramesh back. He gets all of us going. He really does, actually. That's one way to put a Prad. It'll have to be a non-isolated, uh, non-isolation edition though so we can i've got all of these microphones just just sitting in my room and they're doing absolutely nothing now it's like yeah we're ready it's a shame man i don't miss my microphone but the rest are pretty good from what i hear um well all right we'll uh jump right into it guys i've got some uh actually in on the note of uh surprises and things like that this week we're doing uh who he play for Bring oh, back yes. uh, okay. Ernie Johnson's game. I'm stealing ideas okay. now. That's what we do. Um, so this is okay. our, tri- our trivia for the week. Yeah. So guys, I'll right. uh, I'll pop the um, pictures of these players without their actual teams into our chat here, so that okay. uh, you can actually see it's in the. Uh, it'll come in the Facebook chat in a moment. Yeah. Um, and so I'll give you their name, and that that's about all I'll be giving you. You know these players; they're not some bum fucking some. And we're or, saying the team. <laughs> hey, Brady, no one in the NBA. <laughs> don't don't hoe these NBA boys, man. Um. All right. So three, two, one. Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson is your first player. Who he play for, guys? Who he play for? Oh, where's he at now? He he got um Sacramento. Or who have you got, Karan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Sacramento. Either, it's either the Suns or the Mavericks. I don't know why I'm thinking. He was at the Kings, right? Who did he get? Mm, didn't he Mavericks. get traded for? Because he did Mavericks. some dumb shit. He, yeah, no, wait. He did some dumb shit, and then didn't he get? And I think, yeah, I reckon I'm gonna go. Oh, I mean, I said Kings off the bat. I think he was drafted by the Kings. Yeah, he was. Yeah. This much I know, but then All right, he did guys, you just on there. your answers right there, I'm going to give it to Quran for the first oh, round there. Hey. He is with the Mavericks. Um, yeah. Uh, traded for Harrison Barnes as well with uh, Harry Giles. 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 Giles, yeah. Yeah. I like so, Harry Giles, actually. Very talented young player. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he backed up uh, Rashawn Holmes pretty well. Rashawn Holmes, the backup of the backup. Oh, my goodness. There's so many injuries yeah. for the for that Kings team. Yeah, we don't That's need That's another speak. very talented player. Yeah. On my man, uh, MB3. Yeah, all right. Dude, next. I got, yep. I got stuffed by this because um, there's an NFL player named Justin Jackson yes, as well. Yes, yes. I, I found that when I was looking for the, for information on this guy. And he plays oh, for the Chargers. So I was like, uh, where does he play? Yeah, <laughs> right, next one. All right, next one is the name we all know well. Brandon Knight. Brandon Knight, where is oh, this guy? Nah, delete um, this. Is he in the NBA? Delete he is in this. the NBA. I'll give you guys a picture, even though you already know. Oh, I, I, I actually know the answer to this one. All right, Karan, where do you think he plays, mate? All right, so I know he used to play for the Pistons, and then he's bounced around the league a little bit. Um, I'm going to go with the Pistons. Correct. Yeah, he's correct. It was, he is with the Detroit Pistons right now. Um, lots of trades happened that day, so uh, he went from. The he Cleveland actually Cowboys. started at Detroit, and he's done like a big circle. I reckon he he yeah. might qualify nearly for that players who've played seven teams we did a few weeks ago. 
Hey, how old is Brandon Knight? Not even he's like 30. He's been in the league forever. Oh, he's one yeah. of those guys who's just been like on like three teams every season, so it feels like he's played like 20 years. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. I felt like I was watching Brandon Knight play when I was still in primary school. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. All right. Oh, um, Player number three, you. round number three. It's currently 2-1 because I'm counting the ties as one point for each of you. 2-1 to Quran. Um, third player is uh, coming up now. James Ennis. James Ennis. Where are you at, bro? boys? Who we play for? Oh, okay. I actually know this one as Damn well it. because oh I know God. where I know where he was. Oh which, no, this which, is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I think I do. I think I know this one as well. Yeah, he plays right. for the Magic. Yeah, the Magic. Oh yeah. my goodness, what am I doing? Ah, I thought these guys were obscure. Relatively. See, the problem is, Praddy, you've picked players on teams that we've covered except Justin. Well, that's because we've covered 21 teams, mate. Yeah, true. (laughs) There's not that many left. When we do our background, we see these guys come up. All right, all right. This one, I hope, is a bit of a confusing one. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Three, two, one. We've got Mario Hazonia. Where he at? I love the oh, Mario Hazonia. Started off. He is an absolute waste cadet now. Yeah, started off on the Magic. Wait, he's on the Knicks now, isn't he? He got Knicks? traded to the Knicks, and now he's at the Portland Trailblazers. Is he actually? Yep. Brady. All right. Well, yeah. Bill gets this one, guys. He is in fact in the uh, Portland Trailblazers. Um, so that was a good man. Run. That Sorry, block on LeBron for the game, though, that's a good photo, man. Yeah, that was Bill's. <laughs> I think that was the happiest moment of Bill's entire existence. Get that weak shit out of here. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I found. We that might have to. Can we somehow? Like, let's make this like the photo of the episode. <laughs> can we do that, Jacob? If Jacob, when you when you're editing, sort it out. <laughs> sort it out for me. Only if you sort out your chair. It's in the group chat, mate. Don't worry. It'll be nice and easy for you to find. All right. Last one, guys, for the <laughs> game winner. Uh, oh, see shit. if you can save it like Mario Hazonia here. This guy, um, I feel like he oh, should be pretty no. easy, but I was also thinking he's kind of obscure. James Johnson. Oh, James Johnson JJ. is at, um, 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 I actually know so he, he was at, he was at Miami and now he's at, yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, damn it. It's a tie. Ah, oh, what am I doing? All right. Yeah. He's on the Minnesota Timberwolves. All right. I got to find something more obscure. For I you actually guys. know that because when he got there, he actually started off pretty well. At yeah. He was playing pretty well. Well, yeah, the thing the is he was, he was overweight for a big part of the season. So when he came back to the heat, they were already established. Yeah. So he didn't yeah. have much of yeah. a role as it was. And then. You know, he got to Minnesota, who doesn't have any good players, and retweets. Also a decent. Um, it's also a decent MMA fighter. Uh, yeah, that's what everyone says about him. That's the only thing people say about him because he's not very good at basketball. It's like, <laughs> hey, he's not that bad. <laughs> I like talking shit about the Minnesota Timberwolves. Player. Okay. Yeah, facts. Facts. The garbage. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll uh, jump right into it. I'll start with uh, my team. I've picked the uh, Indiana Pacers for this week. <laughs> Um, I like the paces, actually. Yeah. Um, like, honestly, if if there's a team that I would give the uh, the new grit and grind title to, it would be this team. Ooh. Like, yeah. honestly, Ooh. they're just, like, always somehow good. They're more OKC, I think, for this season. For this season. Um, OKC. You mean, like, on the... No, nah, OKC Pratt, is... Pratty's talking about the old Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I agree. Um, oh. Wait, when did you say Grizzlies? I didn't hear I said that. Grit Sorry. and grind, mate. Grit, grit and grind. grind. 
Oh. You know, like the Memphis Grizzlies, they had the grid and grind yeah, with Tony Allen. Yeah, Zach I didn't, Randolph. I didn't hear that. Oh yeah, hundred oh, percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Memphis were yeah, like the old Memphis Grizzlies. I agree. I feel like this team is kind of there. Like everyone, like okay, Demontis Sabonis. We'll talk about him plenty. He's not their best defender or anything, and he's not a great defender. But Miles Turner and anyone, like any kind of guy you look at on their team, is a solid defender. Like Aaron Holiday, even you know, sorry, Justin Holiday. That's decent defenders. Um, they just like. It's it's hard to score on this team always, and they're always somehow good. Like they should not be good. Malcolm Brogdon, Brogdon um, <laughs> missed seventeen games, basically a third of the season. Victor Oladipo, who was arguably at one point in the in the league, you know, a top three shooting guard, was out basically Ooh, the entire season. Okay. I would debate that, but yeah, okay. It's, like I said, it's arguably top three shooting guard. Uh, yeah. uh, oh. Put a one in front of the three, and I'm with you. So uh, continue. Okay, look. No, sorry, Pretty continue. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's arguable, right? Like, he, anyway, we'll keep on going. You know, he was out for basically the entire season, played 13 games. Uh, Miles Turner, who was a genuine shout for Depoy last year, is and is still pretty damn good, had one of his worst years. He had, a pretty, like, statistically a down year. Um, and like I said, Justin Holiday and Aaron Holiday were playing, you know, pretty big minutes. Doug McDermott, I could have brought <laughs> that one up for who he played for because he was playing relevant minutes. My goodness. Um, oh my God. This team had a total of 48 injuries this season. Yikes. Ooh. Wait, that's more than Denver we had. That's yeah, more than Denver, yeah. Yeah, yeah. holy shit. More than the Nuggets. Like, I know I knew they had injuries, but this surprises me, man. Um, but I mean, let's, let's, let's slow down a bit. You know, off-season acquisitions, they killed it, right? TJ Warren, TJ Mc, uh, McConnell, um, yeah. and uh, obviously Brogdon. Jeremy Lamb, Brogdon. Like, this team killed it in the off-season. They did. They actually um, did. Yeah. Uh, like Jeremy Lamb, unfortunate injuries, but he was like a good 15, 13 points a game. TJ Warren, my goodness, he's been like, I can't believe the Suns let him go for, for cash considerations. We don't need to speak on how dumb and incompetent the Phoenix Suns are. Hey, so for, um, for an all-time rant, go back to our Phoenix Suns <laughs> review. Where William John Temby absolutely rips them a new one. <laughs> and they deserve they deserved every bloody word of it too. Oh man. I mean if we if we start talking about them, we'll get too far off the topic. So um I mean, yeah, they killed it in the offseason and then coming into the season, like they they despite having, you know, their best player basically have to get his knee reconstructed. I don't know. Um, yeah. They were... And it was a very... It was a quad tendon tear. Yeah, yeah, it was... Yeah, that's a really Lamb, bad Lamb's done an ACL, yeah. 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 It's pretty um pretty unlucky because um, Depot was was really balling the, the year before. Um, he sort of came back a bit, um, like, not, not totally off the pace, but he wasn't at the level he was at the year before. Um, oh, you mean this year? But no, no, no. Last season, b- before he got injured. Oh, okay, um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty, yeah, twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. Like he was, he was really, really good. Yeah, he was clutch. Um, he was fast. He was, he was athletic, and he was a great ball handler. Yeah, he was. Um, he was. I think he was first team all day, most improved, and he was an all star selection too, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, and then last season he came back and just wasn't. At that, it wasn't putting out the volume he was, but um, at, at least good to see him back out there um, before the season ended this year. So, 
We weren't expecting him to come back and be the old depot just yet, though. No, but no, 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 no. I'm saying the year. No, no. He wasn't injured the year after the the um, most improved. I'm saying he came back and wasn't. He wasn't putting up as good numbers, and then he got injured. Yeah, no, but he was still playing. Oh no! Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, had a lot of talent. Like he was disappointing. Yeah, he no, he was doing well. I still remember that game winner against us. That was pretty nasty stuff. <laughs> he just, uh, yeah, I don't know. He, it's pretty hard for him now because I feel like um, that season, two seasons ago, is probably going to be the peak for him now. Um, I think he was 25 then and he seemed to still be getting better. And then he come back and didn't appear to have gotten better in the 30 whatever games that was he played before he got injured. And then obviously now he's had the, the really big injury. Um, but. He's still pretty good on D. I mean, and I don't think the Pacers exactly need him to be a 25-point-per-game scorer like he, he probably could have been because they've got so much depth on the offensive end now for, for putting the ball in the net with TJ Warren, Sabonis, Brogdon, Jeremy Lamb, the list goes yeah. on and on. Um, um, and they, they still managed so, to get yeah, some effective minutes out of Doug McDermott as well, <laughs> somehow. He's averaging 10 points a game this year. I don't oh, know man. how, but apparently he um, is. Look, I mean, if you want to talk all the deeper, I feel like, yeah, he was he was slowly getting back into form, like very, very slowly. And I mean, I think, Karan, you might have you might have seen this game. The Indiana Pacers' last game before the hiatus was against the Celtics, yes. and uh, he yes. dropped something like 27 points. Yes. Oh, man, that was fantastic to see. I mean, he was... He was his ball really. handling is there. His shot making is just about there. I mean, his defense is getting there. He's still fouling a lot. Um, you know, his speed isn't there for sure, but like his handle yeah, but- is so much better than when like that first game against the Bulls even. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah of course he's going to be shaking off the rust, but then also the type of injury that he had, it's really, really bad. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it'll, it'll take some time. Yeah, for sure. But I think once he gets up to game speed, I don't know if he's going to go 100% back to most improved player depot, but I think he could still be a very solid borderline all-star NBA player. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I don't, but I don't think that we also don't talk talk about enough with about the Pacers. What we can talk about Depot, but I don't think Nate McMillan gets anywhere near enough credit. Oh no, how okay. good that team I, is. I am okay. So I've seen on like Pacers subreddits and stuff. Like they they talk a lot of uh, crap about Nate McMillan for some reason. Maybe it's because some of his division decisions are questionable. But what, what I can say about Nate McMillan is that he's like for while he's been in Indiana they've been a constantly winning team and he's like when you talk, when you think about coaches like um you know Mike D'Antoni Greg Popovich any one of those like a lot of these coaches there's always a lot of headlines coming out about them right like oh you know is Mike D'Antoni going to get fired oh boy are they <laughs> going to do this with the whole coaching system i don't know what's going to happen there's no. This is exactly what I expect Antonio to sound like. By the way, just I've from heard looking at him, no drama about Nick McMillan. I've heard nothing, no noise out of Indiana about you know the coaching, any kind of coaching issue. And they're a consistently good team. Yeah, yeah, I they mean, are. They're nearly regardless of injuries. Yeah, like they're sitting fifth. Personnel issues, whatever is happening with the team, they they consistently win basketball games. And so I, I don't understand why Nate gets as much shit as he does. He, he shouldn't. I think it's very unfair. It. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, obviously the, the, the Pacers have had, a, like I said, a lot of injuries this season, but, you know, the, the, I think the reason they, that they've managed to stay competitive, we all, I think, Bill, you can say the answer with me. One, two, three. It's Arvita Sabonis. The I father actually had of, no idea what we were uh, Demar- The father of uh, Demarcus <laughs> really? Sabonis. 
Oh, reason, yeah. They are competitive, yes. Yeah. It's, it's sad, man. He's an absolute machine. <laughs> so I told you guys last year and, you know. Hey, all right. All right. Let, let's get one thing straight. He is a horrific defensive player. Oh, he's a good yeah. overall player. I mean... The- that's the thing about like we can we we'll get into this in a moment, but He's like decent, everyone does it by committee on on the on the paces. I feel like you know the Demarcus Sabonis is going to get you you know like somehow twenty five points a game or well he's averaging eighteen but he'll get like twenty five and I don't know fifteen on a great night and then they'll still have Miles Turner <laughs> blocking like four shots a game. Yeah, like and or if, like blo- blocking. He's averaging two blocks a game, but he'll also deter so many other shots, right? Yeah, yeah, he's very good on the defensive end, Miles. Yeah. I think yeah. I think he um like I remember like I feel like the last three or four years we've been like yeah like this could be the year for Miles Turner to be you know most improved or something and we ne- we've never seen it on the offensive end but his defense is is very very good and I think he's just getting better and better on that end and that's he's only probably, 24 years old as well he's still got plenty of time yeah, yeah I mean, he's just like, got to add a bit of a bag to the offensive end not much well like, here's the thing is like in terms of adding a bag it's pretty rough when his role was changed so much right like he was yeah. play, he, last year he was the starting center it was like him on the court or Sabonis on the court and now the the, the system has been They've been the Nick McMillan was advised to change the system to you know have Miles Turner and Sab on the court at the same time. You know, last year um, Miles Turner was shooting twenty five percent of his shots from outside the three point line. It's at forty four percent for the season. Forty four percent of his bad. shots from outside. The he's not line. bad from deep either. So it's like um, he really can yeah. shoot from. He can shoot. I mean, his numbers uh, as a result, it's obvious his numbers are going to go down. He's averaging you know two points less, one point five points less. You know, a rebound less. I mean, it's not surprising yeah. that he would go down in you know numbers a bit, given how much his role changed and how much he had to adapt his game. It's not surprising, and he's still done a terrific job. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I also think he's one of those guys that could do very well on a contending team. Oh, yeah. Where, where um, he like, doesn't have to shoulder the offensive load, but he can provide elite defense and also hit outside shots. Yeah, he reminds he's, me a bit of um what Ibaka was doing for OKC um way, way back with um he's not as good as a rebound. He's not as good nah, a rebounder. Nah, nah, but just this Ibaka like sort of then. yeah, but sort of similar role like just can He's a better can, defender you know, though. Yeah, yeah, opinion. but just like those with those big defensive plays and can can hit a mid-range, help you space the floor a bit. Um I I mean if you if your if your problem is you know, DeMontis, Sabonis, Miles Turner, I think you're in a pretty good spot yeah. because even Sabonis is willing to, you know, shoot threes. So I think that's a, <laughs> a big positive. No, like it's really good because, you know, he's he's so silky inside. Imagine if he if he's even a you know, like a 33, 34% from deep, it's it's a whole nother ball game for the paces to use. Um and then obviously if Depot can get back to a close level to all star level with um Brogdon ascending to that level as well he's it's been unbelievable for them i think um yeah the pacers are in a really good spot because their whole team's pretty young too especially all the guys that they're relying on yeah um, like there's yeah. no there's no sort of older guy doing you know just like a casual 15 points a game sort of thing they're all they're all young like even tj warren i think's like 26 so and he's i think he's their leading scorer so yeah, TJ Warren's also an interesting player. Oh yeah, oh, he's one of those guys. I wanted to really yeah. talk. I did want to talk yeah. about TJ Warren, especially because uh, one of the biggest losses because of this hiatus is the rematch we didn't get to see between TJ Warren and Jimmy Butler 
Do you guys remember that little drama yeah. that happened? Yes. Yes. Oh, I man. Do. Um, yes. <laughs> why, why does Jimmy always do this, man? I like Jimmy Butler, though. It's funny. Look, I mean, I, 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 for once, I somehow managed to agree with Kendrick Perkins's take on it. Is that like Jimmy Butler right. saying he's trash, he's trash. You know what? Like, there's probably like at most one person in the NBA who's trash. Like, there's, there's uh, no, actually, I'll take that back. There's no one in the NBA who's a trash there's basketball no player. There's no one in the NBA that's trash. Yeah. There's no one yeah. in the NBA who's a trash basketball player except for Rudy Gobert. Uh, <laughs> um, hey, 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 we, we need to get into that top five. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Let's well, throw another time. Let's yeah. another time. Yeah. We're talking paces now, mate. Because look, um, like, TJ Warren is putting up 18.7 points a game, four rebounds a game. Um, Jimmy Butler's out here saying, you know, I can guard him. He can't guard me. But like, you guys might've seen it. TJ Warren was not a bad defender this season. And I mean, he's also a smart guy. Like TJ Warren was like, after this whole thing happened, you know, Jimmy Butler was going off saying stuff like, you know, all this crap, like, oh, don't be mad. You can't guard me. We will see what you're all about in March. And TJ Warren's just, just like, you know, I, I just <laughs> okay. leave it on the court, man. Like yeah. I, I, I yeah. get, obviously, you know, I get emotional on the court, but you know, after that, it's, you know, just a game. And like, yeah, he, that's such a mature take to me. Like he's such a level-headed guy. Yeah, like obviously. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, because like I play local footy like here in Australia, and it's a bit like that as well. Like on the on the field, like people like literally try and like hurt you, like <laughs> break your bones and shit. But then like as soon as yeah, the game's it. finished, it's like, oh hey man, like do you want a beer? Like it's just <laughs> how it is. So no, like I'm being serious. Yeah, it's good. Like, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I rate it. it. It genuinely is. So and that's yeah, like it's, it's almost kind of petty from Jimmy. Like I know he's the this big alpha and he always feels like he has to show that like when it, like when we found First out he called like out. It, yeah. yeah, like when we found out he was in Minnesota and like he didn't have to come out and tell us, oh yeah, and I, I was I, I called him out and I, I smashed Cat and Wiggins and all that with the third string. It's like, yeah, okay. Like why are you telling us that? Like that should be an in an in-house problem. And I just feel like coming out after the game, like, you know, calling TJ Warren a bitch and being like, oh, he can't guard me. He's not on the same plan. I think it's just a bit a bit petty. Like I'd rather just leave it out on the court, like I just, yeah, it's just pointless. It's just weird as well. Like, why are you picking on TJ Warren? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know either. It's a bit Do you know strange. What I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, like, he was talking bit, shit to James Harden. Like, fair enough. Like, yeah, you're, you're not weird. picking, yeah. Like the big one for me that I always think of is um like LeBron and Steph like that they you know they've clearly had some some big battles the last you know five or six years but then like you know off the court they seem to be fine. LeBron called um the president of the United States a bum on Steph's behalf. <laughs> he actually has a problem. With Steph. Oh man, that was fantastic. Yeah. It was even more funny because like the moment that that uh, that tweet came out, the first thing he said was "You bum, Steph Curry." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on, that doesn't sound like LeBron. <laughs> and then you read a moment later, it's like, he turned out the device, it's like, oh, okay, he's called, you know, there should be a comma there or something like that. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, LeBron, oh, LeBron has a, he probably needs to get a VCA English pass. I think he, he posts some pretty uh, grammatically incorrect stuff, but that's fine. My man, he went straight <laughs> to the NBA. <laughs> as long as you... As long as we have the live college, bro. Give me the live, laugh, love, and the side forty-five degree laughing faces. Look, we, you know, I love that shit. We, we <laughs> got our, we got our, the the flexing emoji. <laughs> we got our LeBron yeah. shout out for the week, Dud. So let's let's get back to the paces, um, because I mean, 
you know, the, the, like we we do have to get like a good like five minute spiel on Demantis Sabonis. I feel we I feel like we didn't get enough of that because we talked about his defense and how that went into Miles Turner. But like this guy, like compared to so many of the other bigs in the league, you know, like he, in the pick and roll, this guy can you know he he actually catches the ball. Have you? Have, there's a certain other you know big man in the league who has the tools, but I just feel like he can't catch the ball. But this guy, he he you know he gets the ball, and then he's also smart enough to like when he's like down low and I was watching the game against the Celtics in particular, but like against a lot of the, you know, big men in the league, he knows how much contract contact he's allowed to get away with. So he's like, you know, pushing his way in a bit, but he's like still not, uh, you know, committing an offensive foul or anything. He's, yeah, he's very good um, decision maker. Very too, crafty Sam. as well. I think, he, I genuinely think he's probably the second best um, passing big behind Jokic. Yeah, genuinely, Ooh. genuinely, genuinely. I don't, I don't think any. Maybe Bam Adebayo as good as Sab, maybe, but I don't think there's anyone better. I mean, Al Horford, could... well, Al Horford, if he was still um, playing on a team that actually used him, I agree, but not this year, at Philly. No, we're, not, yeah, we're just talking about passing ability, right? Yeah, well, I would, I would say there, there are a few bigs I... pass better than Sabonis. I believe what Karam was trying to say there is there are bigs that pass better than Sabonis. Mm, yeah, well, and I mean, name him, hit me. That, like, obviously, like, <laughs> the big thing is, like, he's such a damn good finisher. Like, he, he'll have the most, like, you know, those Nikola Jokic kind of, like, weird-ass positions. Also, that left hand, holy, He has that. Left he has that, left 100%. Like, he'll, like, have the ball, like, on the, on the wrong hand, just on a really far-out lob into the basket, and he'll hit that. Like he's, yeah, he's just, very good. <laughs> yeah, that, no question. He's, he's very good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think we need to speak on it. Like he's he's incredibly good, and I'm glad that he is getting the recognition um, because I think it's definitely deserves. He's he's just continually improving, and he's still so young. Like he's 23, 24 this season. Like. Yeah, you you don't know how good he can get. Like it's because you know, like he's averaging five assists a game, nearly doing twenty and ten as well. Like it's pretty incredible how he's not getting like you know, at, like he's not copying the praise as much as like these other all star centers that we're seeing. Like number one, he plays in Indiana. Yeah, like yeah, but like remember, like after like you know, like five or six weeks into the season, like Bam Adebayo is top ten in the MVP. I'm like, hello, mate, like. <laughs> Sabonis is better than Bam Adebayo. I'll I'll take that to the to the grave. But wouldn't say that personally. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it's good that he is getting some credit now, and I think he'll only only continue to get more because he is he is very good. So um, okay, but okay, so we, we we've praised the paces, but I I do have to say, I mean, they, there's there's been a lot of injuries there, so that's you know it's it's understandable, but like. In a game, in a single game, the amount of times they dropped leads that they had, like they they would play really well up until like the the half, they're fine, and then yeah. go into the third quarter, they would be up like under ten points and just drop that completely, and then go so far behind they can't catch up in the fourth. I don't know what what the issue was. I think um, it could be like just because their team is so um, young and they haven't actually played together that much, and yeah, I don't think good. that there's sort of like a, and I think a lot of these problems with these teams that um, that sort of overachieve in a sense, like like looking at Indiana on paper, they're probably not a five seed, like probably not better than you know Philly and stuff, but whatever. 
And I think because they don't have like a definitive number one option that it is sort of hard that... Because when you're in games like that and if you're winning by like 10, 15 points and then the lead's quickly going away, like how often does the coach or the, the team that has the lead that's that's going away, they just you just have to run a play for your, your best player, like your number one scoring option. And you know that there's a pretty good chance they're going to get you a bucket and then just things like that can just can kill that momentum for the other team. And I just think that Indiana... Yeah, but they don't really have that guy They can just go get them a bucket. Yeah, I think TJ Warren's probably their best bet, but then at the same time, it's like, I don't... I, I mean, just if TJ Warren is your go-to scorer, then... Exactly my point, yeah. yeah. It's just not enough, I mean, sort if, of... If, that is a, that, if TJ Warren is your go-to scorer, that's great for TJ Warren, but it's not good for the team. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, that man, he... Like, sure, you can get buckets, but he'll take a lot of shots to get there. Yeah. Um, he, yeah. He doesn't do much else either, but... Yeah, no, yeah, facts. Like, you do have to sort of, con- like, consider at some point, like, w- why are all their players constantly getting injured? W- w- what is it that's happening? It's, it's hard to that's... say. It might be, it might be, it could be a strength and conditioning thing. It does yeah. happen. Yeah, it might does happen. Yeah, you're right. They, might be like, the way they again, train, like, might be, you know, the, the, it, it could be anything. The Denver Nuggets have had, bad luck. Know, we, we saw that they had 38 injuries last, uh, the last time, uh, a couple of weeks ago. But 48 injuries yeah, is insane. That's, pretty, that's, that's unbelievable. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a very, very poor injury record. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, yeah. I, like, I, I only started checking this, like, for the last, like, two or three weeks or so. But, like, that seems like an inc- like insanely high number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. A, I, I, yeah, I, think, yeah, I think you'd have to look at like strength and conditioning, um, the off-season, the, like the training camps, everything. I, I, I don't know if it would be one thing. It'd probably be a like a multiple things being a, a reason for it. It's, it's hard to say because like you got to remember yeah, that... a few compounding factors. Yeah, and like you got to remember, NBA is pretty... Um, like it, it requires a lot. Like these boys are, are playing, you know, three or four games a week. They're flying all over the place. If they're not recovering right, then that's obviously a, a, probably the biggest factor into getting injured. But I don't know, like... It's, yeah, it's hard to say. I'm with Kaz though. I, I'd start somewhere with the, the strength and conditioning... Yeah, um, and and see where that leads you. I'm sure you could obviously, you would obviously find um things to improve on if you sort of delved into that. But or, could, or honestly, it could just be bad luck. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the the injuries that Jeremy Lamps is saying, like you can't really work around that. Yeah, same with Victor Oladipo. There's yeah, not yeah. much he can do. But yeah, yeah um, they seem to get a lot of these little niggly injuries mm. as well, which is where I think you might be wanting to look at strength and conditioning to see if there's any room for improvement. Yeah, I'm going to rate them. I'm going to give them a D because they clearly don't need Paul George anymore to be a good <laughs> team. And um, No one needs Paul George to be a good team. And just to make Karan happy, we can shit on Paul George for their... Uh, Umpteenth consecutive episode. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I like the Pacers, and I hope that they knock out Philly in the playoffs. So go, Indiana. <laughs> Remember when you were a Philly fan, Bill? That lasted all of what two weeks? Philly. When was I a yeah. Philly fan? What are you talking Look, about? Philly is a fan of like thirty-five teams per year, so it's pretty rough. Hey, I only wanted Philly five more teams than are in the NBA. Be, I just wanted them to beat the Raptors because you know, uh, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. All right, Karan, what have you got, mate? Uh, probably a, uh, a C plus. 
Sorry, oh, that be is that a B? Be so I'll, give, a plus. I'll give them a C plus. C plus. Okay, yeah. All right, all right. I'm gonna give them a. I'm gonna give them a G referencing uh, grit and grind, mate. That, that's that's what I give them. Uh, not Noga, not Goga Bitadze. Okay, <laughs> I like him. He's good. Goga's Goga's a motherfucker, man. Man's a beast. All right, well, let's all right. go. What's yeah. next? That's up to you guys. All who's right. next? We have uh, remaining. We'll- we have remaining the Atlanta Hawks and the Toronto Raptors. All right, I'll take the Raptors. We'll let Bill close off with the Hawks. That should be should be another all time rant for Karan to get uh, diseased. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's there's really not too much to say about the Raptors if I'm being perfectly honest. So I think there's a lot to say about the Raptors. Uh, no, not really. So they've they won obviously won the championship last year. Beat the Warriors. Shout out um, Kawhi Leonard. This man. Won a championship and then just dipped as he said he would, as everyone incredible he would. Honestly, incredible. Right? <laughs> I would say that's still great management from Masai Ujiri. I'm happy for you guys if you guys just stop talking about the Raptors right now if you want. Why is that? No, I'm perfectly. Fine doesn't want to remember. He doesn't want to remember. <laughs> why is that, Praddy? Can you tell us why? Why do you want us to stop talking about the Raptors? Apologies to our listeners, but this is now going to be a 17-hour edition of the NBA Beancast, recounting <laughs> the 2019 NBA Finals, and we will have Prad so, with us for every Praddy. second of it. <laughs> so, Praddy, why do you want us to stop? Why do you want us to stop talking about the Raptors? Karan, Karan, Karan. Hmm. Hmm. That's enough, mate. Why? Right. But, but, but Brad, I, 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 don't, I don't understand why we should stop talking about just, them. Just They're move very on, good mate. basketball Look, we team. We don't need to do this right with, now. Uh, I would say an emerging superstar in Pascal Siakam, who mm. is, he really did come alive in that finals. I think that's when everyone really saw how yeah. good Siakam is because, again, Toronto, they're a good team, but they're one of those teams which... No one really pays much attention to because they're based in Toronto. Yeah. And they're probably not even the most popular team in their own city because of how big ice hockey is. Yeah. 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 So, and baseball, but yeah, the Raptors, they've been, again, they won the championship last year. Kawhi Leonard left and people did expect them to drop off a little bit as you would expect if your team's best player leaves. But uh, honestly, the drop-off's been pretty minimal at best i would say yeah because while they don't have that top end upside that they did last season obviously winning the championship they're still a really really good team that is yeah, extremely third in the well league. coached yeah third in the league. probably the best coach in the nba they've got a good young player in pascal siakam who could end up being top five top ten type player in his prime I think yeah, I because agree. of the way he plays, his athleticism, his measurables, that he's, he's got everything to yeah, make yeah, it to the next yeah, level. He doesn't seem he to have to um, any like downside, like any negative um, to do no. with his game. Like he's a, he's a good shooter. He's a great defender. Um, Very he can good ball pass handler. The ball. Yeah, he can, he can pass the ball. He can, he can run, he can run the offense. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. He's at, at this point, the only thing I can see is an IQ thing of just like picking up too many, you know, of those tic-tac fouls kind of thing. Like, yeah, but you improve that as you get older. Yeah, 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 so yeah. More games in the league, the the better. Exactly. And then they've got a wily veteran point guard in Kyle Lowry. They've got an excellent overall roster, I would say. Fred Van Vliet has been fantastic this year, as has yeah. Serge Barker, 
Marcus Sol when he plays Norman is Powell. very key for that Hold team. Powell, he's huge. Norman Powell, the, the, my man. Where that come the, from? <laughs> the thing about the Raptors that amazes me is that they managed to take these absolute random players and make like somehow make good of them. Like Terrence Davis, yeah, who the hell is that? Nick Matt Nurse. Thomas. development stuff. You know, they're, they're, Paul Watson, who are these guys? And stuff is on another level. All I remember, is right, is incredible. like I was I was watching a game. It was um, Milwaukee, Toronto. This was like a few few months ago, and I had never ever heard of Matt Thomas. Right, and, and this man just comes out and makes like five threes in a row, and I was actually like, all right, oh, what the fuck? Matt like, Thomas sounds like the kind of guy you'd be. Playing against in your local footy comps, Bill. Right, forty-seven <laughs> yeah. percent from Honestly. downtown. Like it's it's ridiculous. And like they just fa- uh, they just like suddenly they this just name is gems. <laughs> it's and, like they yeah. just picked up some random guy who was shooting outside the. Stadium. I think it just goes off of um Kaz's point of saying Nick Nurse. I think definitely actually is the best coach in the NBA, and I think um for me personally, defining the best coach. Um, in like, you know, national sporting sense is someone who gets the most out of every player. I think that the Toronto Raptors are definitely getting the most out of every single player on their roster. And I think that's clearly highlighted by them having the third best record in the league without having the third best, you know, roster in the league. Um, and Nick and- Nurse is also a cha- he's got championship pedigree. Well, evidently, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he's got everything. He, Remember I that, think he Pratty? Is clearly uh, the best coach uh, in the league. Not only did the Raptors beat my team last year, Brad, but they beat yours as well. So, oh, that's fantastic. Fortunately, they didn't beat my team because my team weren't good enough to face them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you, huh? Lucky you. Yeah, you sorry, wasn't it, wasn't it over well. after one game last year, though? It was over after one game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think uh, um, another underrated point with the Raptors is that the guys that they seem to be um, building around for the future, like obviously Kyle Lowry's got, you know, a couple years left in the tank. Um, certainly hope for Toronto's sake and his sake that he gets to retire there. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. Obviously Gasol's probably on his... On Kyle his, Lowry, Bill? Yeah. Um, Gasol's obviously on his last stretch, but then like I think going forward you've got um, like Fred Van Fleet in the, in the backcourt and then you've got Siakam. I think those two alone make a really good pairing for for years to come, and then throw in um, a guy who we didn't mention yet um, is OG Ananobi, who I mm. think is um, he's incredible on the defensive end, and I think all all he's going to have to do um, in the coming years is to just maybe be average or just above average on the offensive end, um, because I think you're definitely going to get enough out of um, Van Fleet and. Siakam going forward to not need like a, a huge third option. Um, and I think OG going forward can, can eat like he's probably only going to have to do, you know, 13, 14, maybe 15 points a game. So when you say, you know, average from the field, would you say like, you know, doing 50% from the field and 38% from the three point line would be good enough? That's I'm talking about average. no 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 like more output. I'm talking okay, okay. I mean, that's like also when set. it comes that, that comes with the responsibility though, right? Like if. You know, if, yeah. he, if he's asked to do, oh more, yeah, I no, think he could no, do. like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's like he's pretty good at the moment. It's just so, I think sort of a bit um, inconsistent in his output. Um, but that's also because what, what you're saying, yeah, he's he's sort of like you know their fifth option, yeah, um, at the moment. But I think like you know once once Lowry sort of 
um, retires and he can probably get a bigger role, um, he'll, he'll, you know, there'll be more space for him to improve more. I think that's probably the, the hardest part at the moment for the Raptors will be sort of giving enough ball to the, the younger guys that they want to improve. Um, but they're, they're clearly in a really good spot. Like you, you can't deny that. I think they probably going to make the Eastern Conference finals. If I had to bet, I think I, I would have them there. The thing I am worried about is like going forwards, you do have to look, think about like they have to get someone else to be like a very, you know, solid backup at point guard because Fred Van Vliet's injury history is, uh, it's rough when you look at it. I mean, last year he missed, you know, 18 games. This year he's already missed, you know, I think it's like 17 games. Um, yeah. The man, the man can't stay on the court. Yeah, but if your biggest problem is getting a third string point guard, you're well, doing no, okay. because that's the thing. Like Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry, great player, no doubt. He's yeah, but be he's done not timeless. Yeah, uh, I don't know because I, I, I just think that Nick Nurse is honestly that good. I think that they'll just they'll find something. And I mean, do you really need a, like a, a decent backup guard um, when you've got CR? Backup, backup anyway? guard, you mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like when you've got Siakam out there, like I think he he's more than capable of running the offense. It's um, not just and running the offense. Don't know about, like, though, right? don't know about like, running the offense, but I think Pratt, yeah. I know what Prad means. They they just need someone to take up a bit more of the playmaking load if Lowry and um, Van Vliet miss time, especially because Lowry, as you mentioned, Pratt is getting a bit older. But I think if one person can get that roster together, it would be. Masai Ujiri, who I also do want to talk about because yeah. he is a fantastic GM. He is. Um, he did cop a bit of stick for that Kawhi Leonard trade initially. And while what people said about, well, he's going to leave, why would you give up anything for him? They won a championship. That's right. And they're still they good. They're so very good. They're still very that, good. <laughs> I would say that team, oh, I would say that move is a slam dunk. And I would say, again, Ujiri is probably one of the best GMs in the league. Also has a oh, mean well, right well. hook. You seen what he did to that security guard? <laughs> yeah, apart crucial. from one. No, apparently uh, he's also yeah. going to go to the Knicks now, so who knows? Yeah, well, <laughs> let's hope he no doesn't because let's hope he doesn't because he'll probably um save them and actually make them a competent franchise, which will actually end the bean cast for Millennium. So no one wants to go uh, to the Knicks. There's no way. No, Jr. no, I don't think he Knicks. wants to go there. There's just there's just speculation that they're offering him a position. There's nothing good that comes out of joining the New York Knicks. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, all right, let's let's rate these uh, Toronto Raptors reigning world champions. Praddy, hey. what are you going to give them? I'm I'm going to bring up just uh, how do I say this? It's like I I want to make a point on the fact that like because. Kawhi Leonard, you know, was sitting out so many games last year. That team already knows how to play and win without him. So it's like, yeah. oh, oh, load management, load management. They they brought load management into the league. L for load, load, load management. Hey, Bill, maybe that's what the Lakers okay. should do. They should sit LeBron James so that they figure out how to play without him. Galactic brain thinking. We should be the coaches um, for the Lakers. <laughs> yes. Exactly. All right. I'm going to use one of Praddy's, uh, you know, weirdly obscure gradings here, and I'm going to give them a six because... Um, uh, nice. Karan will understand that uh, immediately nice. because we have a third eye to third eye connection. Pratt, it might take a moment to register for you, but I'll just um, take you back to June last year, and it was Raptors in six. 
And uh, Prads, I think Prads, <laughs> I think I think, think, think we've lost Praddy. I think Prads hurled himself out of his window. Fortunately, he no, lives on a ground no, floor, so don't worry. And not just that, um, he's done his team review anyway. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, moving on, moving on. <laughs> Our third team. <laughs> Where are you, Brad? Come back, <laughs> Brady. Where'd you go? <laughs> back, guys. Back. Okay. Hello. <laughs> you just didn't hear that last two minutes, did you? Okay. Um, yeah. Um, just just to let you know, um, the Raptors beat the Warriors in six last season. They also um, beat the Bucks in six. I know, but yeah, it's not as funny. They so. Do. And how did the Celtics no, do? Man? How did the Celtics do? Did they have? have Bro, they no made, one expects anything you know, from us. How, how did? How, how, you know, <laughs> I'm just wondering how, how well, many times the, have they been the to the NBA this? Finals in the last you know six years or so, mate? Uh, how how, how many? Cha- what does it, how many championships on. do they have in the last three years? <laughs> Pat, what does this years? have to do with the fact? Pat, what does this have to do with the fact that the Raptors beat you last season? Hey, the Raptors beat a team that was like literally broken down into pieces, man. Literally, we had no. We was we had Demarcus Cousins. Look, I I don't want to get into this debate right now because we should get through the episode. But look, <laughs> Danny Green killed Clay Thompson, and it's a, and it's his fault that we lost the NBA, NBA Finals. I mean, I mean, clearly not. Danny Green you know, is whatever. the MVP well, for the uh, for the Toronto Raptors. My goodness, well, that might be uh, the no. worst thing. KD's um, Achilles. Yeah. No, yeah. We, okay. Yeah. We final answer. KD's game. Achilles. We were winning that game. What are you talking final about? So KD's. Yeah. And then KD snapped his Achilles. No. I'm saying series. we were we were winning the game that Clay Thompson was went down in. Oh. Okay. I actually think if Clay played every game, like and KD didn't, didn't play any, and KD did. Yeah. Within the finals. <laughs> I know. I'm, t- I'm saying. <laughs> like if we win if, the finals, man. <laughs> I'm saying if, what, if KD say, Brady, and, if, and if Kendrick Perkins and Terra's ACL, we'd be two-time NBA champions. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. All I'm saying, Praddy, is if KD didn't play a single game in the finals, but they had Clay for every single game, there would have at least been a game seven. I agree with that. That's all I'm going to say. That's all. Because, yeah, Steph could only do so much when you're, we're seeing the full... Uh, Repercussions now when uh, Look, Damian Lee's your second best player. Um, yeah, and um, <laughs> when you've only got when your best player can only play forty six minutes a game, you know, because he's useless in the last two. It's only so much he can do. Hey, I actually seen something really interesting about um, Steph Curry in um, playoff clutch situations, and it will definitely surprise you a great deal. Is it the zero out of twenty one game winners? No, it's actually very, very impressive how good he's been. It's actually crazy. But um, anyways, moving on, because this is not a Golden State Warriors podcast as much as Prad would love it to be. We are going to talk about, um, I would say, yeah, the worst team in the NBA, the Atlanta Hawks. Yes. So, boys, I'm just going to give you some, uh, some quick numbers here. The Atlanta Hawks give up 114 Point four points per game. That is only 0.6 less than the Washington Wizards, and the Washington Wizards in the year 2020 are the worst defensive team I've ever seen in my life. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, okay. Offensive rating. Okay. Somehow okay. Bradley Beal you, is you would think, You would think, you know, Trey Young putting up 30 and 10 every night, you know, having John Collins. Your team would actually be pretty good on offense. Um, wrong. They're actually in the bottom five in the league for offensive rating. Somehow they're... 
No, not quite. Um, yeah. Somehow they're only scoring um, two and a half points more than the 2020 Golden State Warriors. I don't know how that's a thing to only score two points more than a G League team. Um, pretty bad. In terms of overall net rating, they are absolutely horrendous. Um, they're bottom three in the league. Negative 7.4 every single game. <sighs> All right, now that I've got the bad out of the way, everybody knows that they're you terrible. You haven't got the bad out of the way, Bill. There's they're a lot terrible. more Right, yeah, there's going to be a bit more, but that's just the, the blunt initial assessment. There is some good news in all of this. They have probably, oh, I'm going to say off the top of my head, a top five potential uh, young duo in the league in Trey Young and John Collins. Um, we've seen the volume Trey Young can put out. All we need to see from Trey Young going forward is some efficiency because there are, you know, 55 players capable in the league of scoring 30 points a game, chucking up 20 shots a game. Um, yeah, but Trey's only 20. But I think I think we can't be too harsh on him because there is not that much help around him. And we've seen um, with Steph Curry particularly, he creates like more chaos than anyone. But as soon as you put Clay Thompson out there as well, it's just... Like it's it's unfair almost. It's magic. Um, and I think Trey will really benefit from actually having some decent players around him to make his offensive life a lot easier. Um, I don't think the best Trey Young that we're going to see is going to be a thirty and ten every single night kind of player. I think it would honestly be less points and more assists. Honestly, he's um, he's been pretty incredible um, playmaking this year. Given how very bad passes in the NBA, given how shit I'm going to say the rest of their team are at actually scoring the ball, John Collins aside. Um, I just, and my other big thing is, I just don't think that they've nailed their draft picks in this draft just gone by. I think it's like it's an early assessment, but um, DeAndre Hunter sort of he hasn't really lived up to the hype, um, haven't really radish. Yeah, I haven't. Exactly yeah, Reddish, like, I, like we, we knew at Duke that Reddish was a really good defender, and he still is pretty good on the defensive end, despite the Hawks being absolutely horrendous on that end. But his offensive game is just, like, there's just not much there. And I'm feeling similar with Hunter. Hunter at least seems to, you know, shoot the ball a bit more than Reddish, but at the same time, neither of them really seem to have, like, a an NBA offensive package yet and it's a bit bit of a scary prospect to see if they've wasted two top 10 picks in the same year on two guys that don't end up working out um realistically who would you have taken at their spots though um well you know i was big on jackson hayes Mm -hmm. um i would have taken jackson hayes over deandre hunter personally because i think john collins is probably going to be a better four than a five um, but that being said, they've obviously made the trade for Clint Capella now anyway. So that theory yeah, which goes I think out is, the window anyway. But that should be good for them. He'll be, he'll be a good player. They're, they're rookies. They're like, at least if you look at the numbers on the surface, I haven't looked. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch many Hawks games this year. But <laughs> I don't blame you, you Brady. <laughs> at least like in their rookie years, in like, in what, 26, 27 minutes a game, Cam Reddish is putting up 10.5 points. 3.7 rebounds and DeAndre Hunter in 32 minutes is putting up 12 points and 4.5 rebounds. I mean, Pratty, we had this talk the other week, but 
Cam Reddish also falls into the category of being a player whose field goal percentage starts with a three. Yeah. I mean, which is not yeah, great. He shoots, he's shooting about as well from the field in the NBA as he did at Duke. Yeah. Like there, there's shooting, you know, th- starting with a three from deep. If most of your shots are three, it's probably not a bad thing if your field goal percentage is in the high 30s. But yeah. You know what's confusing um, is that he he has a good free throw form for in, a, in his rookie year and he's still that bad a shooter. Like, yeah, it's, is that, it's at that point, is that shot selection? Hey, Mar- Marcus Smart was shooting 20% from three while shooting 80% from the free throw line. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, yeah. I think it just comes down to like actually having that offensive, not like bag, but just knowing how to score in the NBA, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, he's athletic enough, like to be able that, like, you know, I, I thought, you know, he would, I thought he'd actually do really well this year, but it, it just has not translated at all. And that probably does go back to his time at Duke when he was sort of the third option and sort of shunned out of having a big role because they were so reliant on RJ Barrett and Zion. But um, in terms of who I would uh, draft over them, Kaz, to answer your question, um, mm-hmm. given the Wizards took Rui Hashimura before Cam Reddish, I don't know if I could really give you an answer for that, but I really like yeah, exactly. the... It's I like tough. well, Nikhil Alexander Walker and Seku Dumboya are pretty big on. Um, I would have taken a punt on Dumboya just because of the raw prospect he is, and I think he could be special. Um, a lot of Pascal Siakam comparisons. Lot, lot of upside, yeah, a lot of upside. But uh, like as as I'm saying, like it, it is harsh to assess them in this way because it is only their rookie year, and we do have to remember that. But Correct. at the same time, they haven't really shown much upside, at least in Trey Young's rookie year. Like for him personally, we saw. You know, like this guy can get hot and he, he can play make. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. even in his rookie year, you could see that this dude is one of the best ball handlers and passers in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, but like, like yeah, and that's right, three, yeah, probably. And there is upside for the Atlanta Hawks. Like John Collins is, he is very, very good, and I think the incident he had at the start of the year will, will has sort of overshadowed the the level of player he is. Um, He's very underrated. Yeah, very, very underrated. Um, and I think getting Clint Capella is not a bad move for them because it, it sort of will help Trey Young because Clint's pretty good in the, in the pick and roll. He, he sort of, we saw a lot with James Harden and Trey Young's obviously a good enough passer and decision maker to be able to get him involved on the offense. Like Harden was really, really good. And I think really underrated at once he got into the paint, it wasn't just, what everyone says, you know, flop his hands around and get to the free throw line. No, it was if Clint's standard baseline and, and he, the, the opposing big man's been drawn to Harden, Harden threw it up there for him every single time. And that was, that was a big, um, a big factor for Clint Capella's offense. And that, that was, and you know, this is why this man was getting minutes for them because, you know, he wasn't spacing the floor for the Rockets. We know that. And I just think Trey Young's, Trey Young's definitely good enough. Um, at deciding what to do with the ball and playmaking to get Clint Capella involved on on the offensive end, I think that will really help the Hawks going into the season. I think there's there's been a lot of there was a lot of people at least saying the expectations for the Hawks was in fact um, a playoff spot. Like at the very least, like even if it was one of those terrible like thirty eight and you know I don't know forty four you know kind of teams. A lot of people are saying, you know, this team can, you know, make the playoffs off of, you know, finishing the season 10 and 14 last year. Um, like, or, or yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I mean, for the Hawks, you can, you can't deny that that's impressive, right? 
Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. That's a 40% I mean, win rate. Yeah. Like, well, obviously, you know, John Collins being a dumbass, you know, affects that. But like, what, 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 what other it does, reasons it really can, does. could have, you know, have affected nah, the Hawks? I just don't think that they've had enough talent to, to win games full stop. Um, I think the big problem with that is what I was saying before is Reddish and Hunter sort of just not having a. It's pretty hard because I think a lot of rookies these days do perform better than they have in the past. Um, like they yeah, come in and they seem to be more ready. They're coming in. Yeah, they're, they're more skilled and they've been yeah. training at closer to an NBA level for a lot longer so that yeah, they're more developed when they get into the league. Yeah, yeah, they have a, they can, they can like hold down a big role. But I just think that because the Hawks are so young, and they have been so willing to give so many minutes to the young guys that that's probably the biggest factor for them not making playoffs. Um, like that, they could easily have been playing, you know, guys like Alan Crabb and, and Jeff Teague a shitload of minutes, and they probably would be more competitive, to be honest. But they're not going to get anything out of those guys in five years' time. Like you would rather. I'd certainly prefer Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter to be out there getting, you know, getting some minutes. Look, in the shoes to be honest, and, they're and probably not going to get much. Look, they're not, probably not going to get that much out of them now anyway. You may as well do something which will potentially yeah. pay off long term. Yeah, so I think, I don't know where the playoffs um, thing came for them. I certainly didn't have them there. I just don't think they have enough talent. I think in five years' time it will be very interesting to see where they are because I think looking ahead now for the Atlanta Hawks, I would say in five years' time if they're not a very good team, then a lot has had to have gone wrong for them um, because you they have so many young assets. Like, at the end of the day, DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish are still first-year top 10 picks. Like, it, it, as I said, you can't really bite the bullet and say that, you know, they're not up to it. It's, it's too early to say that. They just haven't been up to it yet. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, in five years' time, three, five years' time, it'd be easier to reassess and see if um, the Atlanta Hawks have capitalized on this situation it's not often you get three top 10 picks within two-year period in you know trey young reddish and um deandre hunter so to me this has a little bit of a 2009 minnesota timberwolves vibe though yeah no 2000 and sorry so 2000 and say 2009 yeah, they that, that okay. was the yeah, team yeah. that had like okay. um, love, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin yeah, Martin, yeah, yeah. Rubio, yeah, yeah. Corey Brewer yeah. was on that team, was he? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, they, interesting. They, had a fair, interesting. Like, they just had a lot of players, but everyone kept getting. I mean, there wasn't that team just full of injuries, though. Yeah, and they also drafted two top ten. They also drafted twice in the top ten, missed out on Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah, no, no comment. <laughs> no comment. Good old Johnny Flynn. Love you, man. Yeah. Um, um to to grade the Hawks, it's kind of hard because I I honestly had no expectations on them. So I mean, they're they're doing sort of what I thought. If if anything, I I give them, uh, you know, hats off because they are willing to bite the bullet and cop losses every single night to give the rookies so many minutes a night. Like they're all well, they're all playing good minutes. I mean, we, so. We've heard many people say that like the key to a, developing a player is not just like get on the court and do things, right? Like the the horses, yeah. like. I, I was just about to say this. It's like even more. I, I think it's actually a good thing that like, you know, these players have had their minutes pretty well capped. I mean, thirty-two minutes a game, and they're playing together though. That's the big thing. Like, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no like, um, 
like as I said, there's no like they're not giving Jeff Teague and, and Crab and these older guys a ton of minutes to sort of take away the um, chance to play with the the core unit that is going to be the young guys. They sort of are letting them play together to figure out how to play together, yeah. which I think is really good. But like I, honestly, I I can't give them a bad grade because I they're not a good team and. I don't think anything. No one was expecting that. Oh, I wasn't expecting yeah. it to be a good team. No, I would give them, yeah, like, you know, 30 wins for a year if they're lucky. So, I, yeah, I'm just going to uh, – I'll give them a, another pretty special grade. I'm just going to give them a D for development. So Not bad, not bad, but uh, <laughs> you, you, you're about to be some master here, mate. I'm going to give them a V for Vince Carter because that man oh is uh, – Unfortunately – and I mean, if this is, I don't know what's going to happen with the season that uh, the news keeps on changing, but like, if this is the way that Vince Carter goes out, man, that's it's just, that, that ain't right. That ain't right. Like, <sighs> to be fair, uh, he's, he's had a bit of a checkered past as well, but he is checkered past. So what you mean when, with uh, how he got out of uh, Toronto? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, he did that so, when I mean, he was... I guess you can hold that against him. You, but, you can yeah. hold that against him. At the same time, I wouldn't... He was a young guy. <laughs> I mean, how many other guys... Like, yes, there's a lot of guys like, you know, um, Carl Anthony Towns is willing to go through this shit with his team. But, like, I'm not surprised that he wanted to go to a team that, you know, had, what, Jason Kidd was on that team? Um, that, yeah, like, that team did really damn well, didn't they? Yeah, but there's a professional way to do it, Pratty. Uh, yes, that, there's a professional way to do it. As a young guy, I don't expect him to know that professional way. That's fair. Very cool. Um, Just to, yeah, shout out to Vince Carter. That man may never not get to play an NBA game again. So it's been one of the all-time greats. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Vince. We appreciate you. Off man, half and amazing. Hopefully you get a final NBA game and you get to end someone's career by posterizing them. So, yeah. As he finishes the career, ending another one. Yeah, that's right. You've got to take him down with you, buddy. Come on. <laughs> uh, For my grading, I'd probably... So I don't think development is as simple as just giving players minutes. You, you do need a proper dedicated development staff, as the Raptors have shown, and you need yeah. a development plan for each player. And I don't know, obviously, we're not in... The front office for the Atlanta Hawks, so we don't know what the plan is for these guys. Yeah, I think I, it's I pretty obvious for Collins. I and can't say. Yeah, yeah, um, no, but I can't yeah. say that they are doing an elite job at developing their players just yet. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They've only they've only just started. It's too early. Yeah. So I'm just at least they're them, giving it a go. Yeah, I'm gonna give them an F for fetus, Bruh. Yeah. <laughs> all, right, all right. Oh God. <laughs> Um, look, how are you guys okay. think? I think this would be a much more com- interesting conversation in three, four years' time. Yeah, I, yeah, I think as I as I said, it will be easier to see if um, the Hawks have either capitalized on having three top ten picks in two years or completely stuffed it up. Guys, it is time for weekly malnourishment. And uh, look, oh shit! This week, I feel like the inspiration for these—it always tends to be just like the kind of highlights of something I watch every week. Um, yeah, I think that's just mostly because there's nothing happening. But uh, anyway, 
Um, I was watching a real a highlight reel of uh, I'm back moments in the NBA and was wondering whether look it doesn't oh it doesn't goodness. have to be in sports it can be it can be in like it can be in sports it can be in music it can be anything else what's your like best like return kind of moment like oh. um if you want some examples like I'm thinking like John Wick th- you know I'm thinking I'm back <laughs> or uh, I got into the hip hop side of things just for you Karan like Tiger when he came back with uh, Taste after being massive in 2014 and then went on <laughs> to drop Swish and Dip yeah mm-hmm. I know hip hop <laughs> <laughs> um, wrong kind of hip hop, but sure. Um, piggybacking off the John Wick thing, how sick is the scene where um, I'm thinking now the the Russian dad is talking to Theon Greyjoy, going, "This is the man, and you killed his dog. It, it's it's pretty dope, <laughs> and you stole his car. It, it's yeah. uh... it's always it's it's just such a satisfying movie, isn't it?" While calmly beating the shit out, <laughs> fantastic movie, yeah, great action film. Um, best, I'm back. Okay, I probably won't say that one. Um, <laughs> best return. No, no, I was thinking Michael Vick coming back from prison to win. Oh most yeah, yeah, back player of the year with the um, Philadelphia that's, Eagles. Yeah, that's crazy. That story. I mean, go ahead and tell us, mate. One, I know nothing about it, mate. All right, so Michael Vick, this man was an iconic player for the Atlanta Falcons. Hold on, I just want to cut in real quick before you start, Praddy. They have actually put out like a um, a documentary on it if if you're interested. Yeah, no, it's it's actually a really interesting story. You you should watch it though, I I think. Okay. It's a pretty cool overall story. So this it's pretty disgusting in the middle though. So what happens, this is actually an Atlanta team, the Atlanta... Falcons NFL team. Mm-hmm. They drafted Michael Vick, and he was an electrifying player for them for a number of years. Yeah. He's extremely exciting to watch because he's incredibly fast. Like, just watch him on the field. It looks like everyone else is moving in slow motion compared to him. Like his quickness and like his agility and his like straight up speed, incredible. Like I've seen very few things like it. You do really do need to watch it. And yeah, he was a decent quarterback as well he's an nfl superstar because of how entertaining he is to watch right in the middle of his peak he got uh thrown in jail for running an illegal dog fighting ring what and the details yeah and the details of this uh extremely gruesome as you I can imagine go into it <laughs> i won't go into it on the podcast it's pretty disgusting stuff oh my goodness and yeah, so he was jailed for that because obviously that is extremely illegal. Um, and yeah, he served his time, came out, um, was signed by the Philadelphia Eagles and ended up winning Comeback Player of the Year because he was fantastic. The year that That's pretty crazy, eh? Hey? That is so yeah. crazy, isn't it? Like, also, yeah. he came out and I think he, he does get a lot of stick for his past, but I do think that the purpose of jail at the end of the day is to rehabilitate people they they go into jail they come out as better people that is the goal yeah they serve their time and then they come out different yeah on the other side yes yeah yeah i think to a certain extent michael vick has embodied that because he is now an extremely outspoken animal rights advocate he goes he goes above and beyond at every single opportunity he can to speak out against the sort of things that he was thrown in prison for, which I think is very impressive on his behalf. Like he's 
he's gone way above. So you know how a lot of the time after when you get out of jail, you might have to go to treatment or you do or you speak out against the things that you did in the past for PR purposes. He's gone way, way, way past that. He's still going and he was this was like 10, 11 years ago. So I think it is genuine and I think, yeah, that he does deserve a lot of credit for changing or turning his life around like that. Returning it. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Yeah. Bill, have you got anything for us? Yeah, I've got a good one. Did you boys ever watch um, WWE as a kid? Never got into yeah, it. A little but, bit. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Kaz, mate. did you watch <laughs> it? Did you watch it, Kaz? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I didn't watch it heaps, but like this was just the first thing that came to my mind for whatever reason is um, the return of, like, The Undertaker. Just, like, I've even heard of that. Was, oh, my God. Yeah. Even I've heard of that so, one. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, this man, like, he would be, like, out of action for, like, half, like months or, or whatever. Like, there would just be nothing of him. And then there would be, like, the WWE, they'd always have, like, those, um, like, those really big, um, like, events. Um, like, there's, like, WrestleMania. That's pretty much the only one I, I know anyway. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, anyway, so, like, they, they'd have all these big events and then, like, out of nowhere, he has this, like, really well-known, um, like, because all, the, all their um, fighters have, um, what are they called, like, entrance songs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his is, um, his is like, a bell ringing. Like, it, it just goes silent and then you just hear, like, and then the whole crowd just knows and they just go absolutely mental. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like... he's a fan favourite. Yeah, like, he's a fan favourite. Like, he's crazy. And, like, so, like, months would go by and, like, there would just be, like, nothing on this man. And then there would be, like, some huge event, like, I don't know, like, you boys have probably heard of, like, the Royal Rumble. It's, like, 30 wrestlers continuously, like, a new one every minute. And then, like, one year, like, out of nowhere, it's just him, like, just comes back and, like, wins the whole thing. And they just, I know it's all, you know, scripted and shit, but, like, for comebacks, it just came to mind straight away, just hearing that bell and then the crowd just going bananas. Yeah. No, I agree. It's it was, that, that was great. It was a lot of fun to watch as well. Yeah, like, as a kid, I used to love it. Like, just, yeah, like, I got over it pretty quick. But when I was like, when I was 10, it was pretty yeah, back cool. In the day, that was sick. Yeah. That's fantastic. Actually, That's funny, one, funny, quick side story. It's like, this is like a one or two minute piss talk. Um, it's like when, whenever my parents used to go out when I was younger and like me and my brothers would be home or whatever, like, you know, you always do, Kaz, you probably don't know because oh, yeah, you don't yeah. have okay. siblings, but Proudy would know. You get up to like heaps of dumb shit that you couldn't normally do. And anyway, one time I was wrestling with my, <laughs> with yeah, my brother. Yeah, I can see. And he, he goes, I'll just choke slam you onto the bed. Oh, no. So I'm like, oh, of course. I'm like, yeah, of course. And he choke slammed me. And we broke the bed. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the story. That's the story. So, but yeah, but yeah, that's the story. There you go. Um, I've got one which you guys probably won't understand too much, but I'll give you, I'll try and like compare it to another imagine like hypothetical situation just to show you how stupid this situation is. All right. So uh, this week, actually, this happened where a, um, this is uh, League of Legends esports, and I'm bringing back League of Legends because uh, so a player named uh, Doublelift, who is the best at his role in the game, decided to go back to a team that he had played with in the past. And the reason this is such a you know such a thing happening is because he's for a, like he's for a long he's basically the best player in you know in North American League of Legends, um, mm-hmm. and 
Um, this year, he's had a like, re- like for the past four years, his team has won the LCS championships, which is like for North American championships. And so he's. I been- was gonna say, yeah, the esports is real in now, like dollars wise. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Um, so he yeah, and the winners make. Yeah, the winners money. make loads. It's crazy, and it's not just like the winners of the championships because like the contracts are getting insane as well. Um, yeah. But essentially, yeah, his team won it for this one for the f- last four years straight. And then this year, he's shit. just been absolute. That's crazy. Shit. Um, so was man. he cheating or something? Or? Oh, no, 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 not cheating. No, no, no. He's, oh, he's okay, like okay. he's had many, like many times. He's just come out and said, like, I have no motivation because you know he's won for four straight years. You know. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, I but understand then that does happen. Um, this year, he like basically he's coming towards the end of his contract, so he's basically a free agent, and he's told his team, "Oh, I want to go to this particular team," and that news came out. And the reason it's so strange is because this team, imagine if, uh, you remember the Heatles? Imagine if that yes. team was frozen in time and then 2016, Stephen Curry joined that team. Right. Imagine how crazy that would be. Yeah. Now imagine okay. if, uh, Stephen Curry happened to be dating, uh, Pat Riley's daughter at the time. <laughs> um, that would, that would sound pretty suspicious, right? There seems like a lot of politics yeah. in this uh, esports. Uh, yeah, so he, um, this player, Doublelift, is actually dating the president of the team that he's joining. Um, that's so there's a lot of you know people saying, "Bro, that's real sus," <laughs> because you know he's basically like he's played for sh- played like shit, so his team has no reason to bring him back. Um, and right. now he's like re- for real cheap going to a t- going to the team that his girlfriend is the president of. Interesting. So that, and also, yeah, right. he was on this team before. Like he was on this That's team very about weird. I don't know, basically four or five years ago, and they won the championships then as well. So Damn. it's just such a such a bizarre situation, and like very very sus as well. <laughs> um, very pretty, yeah, that, very weird. Crazy. Yeah, that is very interesting. That yeah, this, this esports whole operation sounds very intriguing. Yeah, I mean the yeah. thing like League of Legends, it's such it's become so much more open as well that like there's so much more personality. That's good. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's that's mine. <laughs> That's that's a wrap for yeah, the week, boys. Piss talk is there in League of Legends, though. Probably. Sorry, it's very important for me. How much piss talk is there in League of there Legends? There is loads. You're missing There's out, man. There's also piss talk in every like this on. guy Doublelift is known for <laughs> basically following. saying, "I'm the best. Everyone else is trash." Um, you got you got to look out like Dyrus highlights. I'll t- I'll t- I'll show you guys all about it later because these guys are hilarious. Um, all right, I'm anyway, keen. No, I'm yeah, keen. Yeah, I'm keen. <laughs> all right, that's that. That is a wrap, guys. Make sure you guys continue to wash your hands and stay home, stay safe. And for the love of God, do not go to the US of A. Whatever. You do. <laughs> Just and also for the love of God, do not go surf. Don't don't inject yourself with any uh, sanitize hand sanitizer unless you're D'Angelo Russell. Then it's. Uh, you know, and it's just ice. No, D-Lo D- D- just has ice in his veins. That's right. That's exactly. right. That's right. All right, guys, take yeah, care. That's the only non-blood substance that should be running through your body. All right. Let's cut it. Yeah. All right. Take care, Let's guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Take care, See everyone. You.